Welcome to the Data Guru Podcast. We're your hosts, Scarlett Burks and Laurel Wilhelm Volpe. We will trade off hosting duties this year to bring you a wide range of data experts discussing audience strategy, emerging trends, and practical ways to boost campaign performance. Hello, I'm Scarlett Burks, and welcome to this episode of the Data Guru Podcast. We're excited today to dive into a very hot topic, retail media networks. To help us tackle this topic, I'm joined as always by our own Axiom Data Guru, Linda Harrison, and by Cristiani De Carvalho, Vice President and Industry Strategist at Axiom. Welcome, Linda and Cristiani. Hi, Scarlett. Thank you so much for having me here today. Yes, and we'll start with you, Cristiani. Can you give us a little bit on your background and what you focus on today at Axiom? Thank you, yes. So I've done several things here at Axiom. Lately, my team and I, we have been focusing on strategy and solutioning. Uh, we cover several verticals here at Axiom, retail, travel, tech, hospitality, telco, publishers, and the latest one is the retail media network. Uh, I think that's what the topic is today, right? Yes, and we'll start with the basics. Tell us what is a retail media network? A retail media network is when a retailer with a lot of really powerful transaction data decides to leverage that data set and build a data and media business. So that is a retail media network where they are leveraging their first party data collected on the retail business, but they build another business. Funny enough, it's not exclusive to retailers. We've seen uh, other industries also doing that. And one example is Uber. Uber is location services, but they are now getting into the advertising business. Interesting. So give us some other examples of retail media networks. Yeah, Target, for example, the big retailer, they build a business called Rondell. Uh, Lowe's, they build, uh, they recently build a retail media network that is called One Roof. Um, usually it starts small in the retailer. Um, the retailer is like a division. Then they see it is a great business to be on and they, they do a full on spin off, often even change the name of the business like Target and Rondell. Okay. And I see from some of the statistics out there that the Boston Consulting Group predicts that retail media networks are estimated to grow to $100 billion. So no small potatoes that we're talking about here. So, Linda, it sounds like this is both a first-party customer file as well as a third-party opportunity in play. Can you break that down for our listeners? Yeah, as the data guru, I really focus on that third-party. So I'll let Christiani dive deeper into what the first-party attributes are. But in addition to what the retailer knows from what you've bought from them, they also want to know what else you're likely to buy. So sometimes they need to get that third-party data to understand, oh, she has children. Maybe she's never bought children's products from me. But now that I know she has children, we could leverage that information and get more sales, cross-sales, upsells, new, next, uh, best product for that consumer. Christiani, do you want to talk about the first-party side? Yeah, so the retail uh, media network at the end of the day, they have access to extremely valuable transaction data, right? But they don't have the full picture of the consumer, and that's where Axiom comes in. 
on the audience expansion. They might know I purchase a shoe, but they don't know my demographic. They don't know my income. And that's where Axiom comes in and can help them big time. Okay, so we can really help them fill in the gaps and make their retail media network better for uh, yeah. those wanting to advertise there. Great. There, there are several things we can do to help with the retail, uh, to help the retail media networks. So I like to, let's just put it in three parts. Mm -hmm. There is the audience expansion that I just mentioned where um, we, the, the retail media network can match their data to Infobase, the entire U.S. population, and expand, make those audiences bigger and representative of the entire universe, right? right. That is one. The other one is almost like a partnership slash reselling where the retail media network, now that they are on the data business, they can be a one-stop shop. And Axiom can help them to fill the gaps. So now when an advertiser goes to that retail media network, they can offer transaction data, but they can also offer demographic data, income data, and other data sets that they didn't, um, they don't have on their first party data. So that is like the second one. But a big and really popular one is Graph as a Service, which falls under the Axiom Real Identity products. So we can help and we are helping retail media networks to build their graph or just increase. So there are so many functionalities that we can help them. So we can help them with hygiening their data, making it uniform, stitching it all data together, making it more robust. And on the identity front, we can help them to collect pseudonymous data and known data and stitch it all together in a compliant way. Hope that answered your question. So yes. this is one of many. So if anyone is interested and it's a retail media network, we, it, it's not one size fits all. Um, we are constantly, we, we can work with modulars, like usually they start with just pretty much reselling our demographics and having that available for their clients. And then they expand to the identity and identity resolution. Okay. So Linda, Axiom helps to bring together the right people and helps the network build models or use segmentation to determine their audience. So tell us what's in it for the advertisers and brands. How do they select a specific retail media network to leverage? And do they normally use more than one? Sure. You know, an RMN or retail media network can't cover all of your needs, just like you wouldn't put all of your advertising budget on billboards or on Facebook or Instagram. You're going to want to spread that wealth around. So most of the time, our clients are going to use more than one and they're going to test and control. You may have heard me say before, I love test and control, a B split test to see which one is going to outperform. And maybe they have unique transactional information on one file that's not available on another. So you're going to want to test to check out what data they have and then leverage from there. On the brand side, you know, the agency will help guide you, but, you know, feel free to do the research, reach out to Christiani and team on what's happening, what's going on in the, in the marketplace today and see if there's additional strategies that you can take advantage of. 
One thing to highlight here, Linda, if I may add, is the retail media networks, they start serving ads, leveraging their data on their own properties. But the natural next step is expanding and leveraging that data set into the, the entire ecosystem. So right. there is in and off platform ad serving. Um, and to your point, yes, I've seen agencies like Matterkind and teams specialized where they can support a brand to test out all the retail media networks and see which one works best for that specific brand. Right. It's just like on Facebook where you can serve your ads just on Facebook, on Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, and then off platform as well. So it's the same idea, just using a different terminology. And because it's more retail focused than a publisher like Facebook. Okay. And here's a question for both of you. How do consumers benefit? And can you give us some examples of ads you've seen or your online experiences and how a retail media network made it better? I think from the consumer standpoint, the consumer benefits from having more relevant ads, right? So the retail media network, by leveraging purchase patterns, they can predict what that consumer would be interested on and therefore offer better products. I recently was served a hat clip so clearly they knew exactly that i'm a hat lover i'm constantly buying hats and sometimes when you travel you cannot smash your hat inside your luggage so i will serve this hat clip so i can put it on my purse and have my hat completely safe i didn't even know that that exists so for me cristiani as a consumer I receive a, a relevant ad and I end up purchasing the clip. Linda, what, is, what are your thoughts here, if you have yeah. any examples? So some of these companies do such great predictive marketing and analysis that I've heard of clients say, they told me I was in market for a dog. I didn't know I was gonna buy a dog and two weeks later, I adopted a dog from the Humane Society. So these, intelligent machine learning and using your previous transactions to predict what you're going to use in the future along with demographic data are super powerful they advertise products like the hat clip to cristiani didn't know she wanted it needed it and now she's probably got more than one if i know her <laughs> one to match every purse exactly I i'm still i still have only one linda for now but <laughs> Yes, I, ho I hope I, if I don't lose, I will probably get another one. <laughs> or give them away as, as Christmas presents. Yeah, it is a, it's a good one. All right. Well, well, our time has gone really quickly today, but I think that just gives us an excellent uh, summary of what's going on with retail media networks. So we'll wrap up with a question uh, again for both of you. Tell us what is the song you've added most recently to your playlist and why? Christiani, you can go first. The most recently, uh, the, the most recent song I added to my playlist is the the Maasai, which is a tribe in in Africa, and I love lounge music. So I don't know what they're singing, but it's a really uplifting, really good melody, um, and that is the latest one on my playlist. That's awesome, Linda. How about you? 
Well, I was listening to NPR the other day, and they had a story about a whole Spotify playlist for a recipe for kimchi rice, and that every song talked about different things, like there was one about clarified butter, there was one about quality ingredients, about cooking times and boiling water. It was very unusual, and I, I got a big kick out of it just listening along it's one of my favorite plates linda so i need uh the link for this like kimchi rice i've tried several times um it's not perfect yet since i have a korean friend who makes the best one but i'm, I'm trying to get there well i've never tried it so you'll bo both have to share with me on that one um and thanks so much to both of you for joining us today it's been a great discussion Thank you. Thanks for having me here.